This is the Uncover You podcast, and I'm Eva Beronius. I'm here to help you navigate your transformational journey so you can experience the you underneath the conditioning and unconscious beliefs. You always find the show notes over at selfmasteryandbeyond.com, and you're welcome to join me live for these sessions over Zoom. Let's get to the core of things. Here's today's episode. Hi, everyone. Today, I want to dive a little deeper into one of the topics that we've been touching on in the past two episodes about the spiritual ego, and that is spiritual bypassing. And we're going to start with kind of defining some of the words that we might be using. Like, What is spiritual bypassing? What is the shadow self? What is the spiritual ego? We've, we've talked a lot about that already. But with me today, I have Gary Van Warmerdam from PathwayToHappiness.com. Hi, Gary. Hi there. Thanks. Um, you kind of helped me dive a little deeper into this and have a conversation and see where where it takes us. Well, I'm sure it'll come out completely clear. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good intent. Okay. Mm. So the term spiritual bypassing, let's start with that because that's what we want to cover. What, Gary, what is that for you? How do you think about that term? It's a, it's a new term to me. Uh, but then my description of it is, as we progress kind of in a consciousness evolution, we can go more and more into kind of love and awareness. And we have more capacity and, and different skills and tools to avoid our anger, our shadow, our fears, our judgments, our primal forces of destruction that want to come out mm. and we're better at denying, repressing, avoiding, <clears throat> you know, the, what we would typically call darkness, uh, evil inside of us. That might be just a criticism. It might be a rage. It might be a hate, uh, all of that that we've kind of relegated to a shadow quality. And that's not of light and love. Uh, therefore, I don't want it to be existing as part of my world, and I am not that. And as we have some spiritual practices and meditation and things like that, we can be really good at avoiding it. Mm. And so we bypass this whole other half of our being. So would a direct way or an example of <clears throat> describing that be like when you use meditation or gratitude exercises or your qigong or your headstands or whatever you're doing to avoid to shift out of un uncomfortable emotion showing up so if you start feeling a little anxious if you start feeling angry you go sit and breathe so that it goes away yeah with the with the intent purposes like oh i'm going to go make myself feel better i'm going to go shift into this state of mind this state of emotion you know Previously, in an unconscious way, we felt better by numbing out with alcohol. I need to smoke a cigarette and de-stress, or I'll go shopping and I bought this and isn't it so exciting. Don't I look great? Uh, go go to the gym and oh, I feel I look so good. You know, it's like 
superficial ways, but now we've got these spiritual tools. <laughs> I'm doing more yoga. I feel better than ever. Yeah. You know, as long as I keep doing yoga, as long as I keep doing these meditations, I'll be fine. Yeah. I'm on the right path. Yeah. I'm my good yeah. self. Yeah. We're, we're playing into our image of perfection. And then, and then invariably what happens is all of that being repressed, all of that in the unconscious uh, wants to show up and be acknowledged or, or has a force. It just wants to come out and, you know, it surprises us. Yeah. So, so let's, we're going to dive a lot more into that. I think like, what is the consequences of <laughs> suppressing this, these sides of yourself of not feeling the emotions, <laughs> but just to, to stay a little bit on the topic of, uh, because it, yeah, what you said now, I think that's really important to touch on. Like your ego mind is doing what it's doing is always in a way, or since you were a child, a teenager, maybe when you start developing your ego mind, it's always been defining yourself one way, saying, this is me, this is, I am this kind of person. I have these personality traits. I have these behaviors and they are good. This is, this is the image of me that I want others to see. This is the person I want to be that I want to be seen as. And then there is the other part of anger, jealousy, envy, um, fury, insecurity, anxiety, depression, whatever it is that we're like, nah, that I don't want to know about that. I don't want that to define me. So what you touched on now, look, okay, the, before we started our spiritual practice, the ego mind has been avoiding that stuff anyway with numbing out with alcohol to feel more confident um, yeah this is the best image of myself i'm that's what i want to believe i am that's what i want to tell the world i am i want them to see me that way and so they will reflect that back and i can reaffirm that story to myself yeah you know and yeah all the the narratives we have inside of our identity oh, i'm worthless i'm ashamed and i screwed that up but i'm, I'm never going to amount to anything you know, we feel that also mm. and feel the emotions of it, feel that identity, but we're like, oh, we got to make that go away. We got to fix that. So, so we're in both stories. Yeah. One cover, the good one trying to cover up the, the one that doesn't feel good. Yeah. The, the, the good one, the ego mind yeah. having a problem <laughs> with yeah. the other one. Yeah. Like we don't want that to be yeah. here. And, and to me, to me, the ego mind encompasses both narratives. It's everything we believe about ourselves. Mm. We tend to think of the ego as this image we want to project, but I see the ego as the self-importance being like, oh, both the 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 good, the positive image of perfection, and the negative story narratives identity is that's ego to me. But we don't. We typically think of ego as oh, just the good. That's that's me at my best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the ego mind, if the ego mind is everything we believe ourselves to be, that encompasses the hidden beliefs that we have about ourselves, the unconscious beliefs, the ones that we might not be aware that we believe about ourselves, but they are there and they are driving our our decisions and, and how we look at ourselves. But okay, so, but then 
So this has been going on, this conflict, <laughs> the ego mind trying to numb out, trying to avoid, trying to fix these other not wanted parts of ourselves. Normal narrative belief system yeah. stuff. And then when we learn some spiritual practices or whatever you want to call them, self-growth, self-development, um, meditation, therapy, therapy, yeah, yeah or productivity practices, whatever it might be. Yeah. Now we have a different way. Now the ego mind has a different way, or that conscious part of our ego mind has a different way of avoiding shifting out of these darker sides of ourselves. Yeah, we, we get good at managing our emotions in some strategy. Yeah, but it's... So basically, it's, it's what we talk about, what I talked about in the, um, episode 11 about what is the spiritual ego. And I kind of make that point that, well, the spiritual ego is not very different from, you know, the non-spiritual <laughs> ego. It's a, it's an ego mind. It just has adapted new beliefs, mm -hmm. new ideas about how I should be and what a good person is. Oh, that's someone who practices gratitude. That's someone who feels... Uh, you know, love flowing out to the rest of the world. Um, so in a way that can just cause more friction when the shadow shows up, yeah. when I feel angry, when I feel judgmental, when I feel jealous. Like now there can even be a bigger conflict because I know I should be this being of light and love and, and gratitude and acceptance. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here laughing inside because I'm, I'm hearing the echoes of so many times I've heard people say, oh, I should be more grateful than I am. Yeah. <laughs> you know, here's, here's the thing I should be doing. Yeah. Oh, I should be more grateful, but I'm not. And feeling kind of a shame or self-hate even that they're not able to do that or not doing it enough. Yeah. You know, uh, but that's, that's the, there's something else going on there. The gratitude's not working to cover that up. <laughs> <laughs> no, because isn't that the, the, the whole point here? Gratitude or any of these emotions are not, we're not practicing them in the self-mastery work as a way to cover up <laughs> yeah. the other parts of us, as a way to fix the other parts of us. Yeah, this is this is a start. My my friend pointed out, you know, I have gratitude is the first lesson, and it's like, okay, yeah, if you could do that, and you could just do that whenever you want or throughout the day, like, okay, first lesson is all you need. Mm -hmm. But you can't, you can't hold your attention there all the time. You can't stay in that narrative and that emotion all day because there's other stuff going on, and hence other lessons in the course. Yeah. So it's, it's how you put it in the self-measure work and the analogy that I use a lot too of your as we're taking apart the old house, the old structure of beliefs, of domestication, of, you know, everything that's been going on, the programming that's been happening. We're also practicing building the new house. So tapping into feelings of gratitude, tapping into feelings of acceptance and compassion and love is part of building the new house but it's not you know curtains on the old house it's not wallpaper on the old house falling apart 
We're, we're not covering it up with curtains. We're not covering yeah, it up with new walls of paper. Yeah. 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 No, no, you, you have to dismantle that whole structure. That's got to, things got to go. And that means down to the foundation and eventually down to the core. You're like, oh, it'll feel like you're, yeah, I'm, for me, it felt like I was dying at times and, and the world was ending. You know, then, then you're like, okay, now, now you're really making changes. <laughs> yeah. So, so keep talking say a little bit more about that How, yeah what is the difference because there is a lot of work out there that talks about you know positive affirmations and you should only you should only think about the good things that you want in life and not meet um you know don't focus on the negative uh what is the difference between these two approaches you're talking about dying and falling apart is that really you know what <clears throat> it, it depends how far you want to go with it journey i mean do you want to do you want to take your try, try and cover everything up with nice wallpaper and paint but really the structure of your belief system is is the same and so this and, and this goes to the example and i think that i thinking about this as two levels um okay there's there's something going on here that's driving fear and judgment and anger and jealousy and envy gratitude and positive affirmations and yoga and whatever you're you're making your spiritual retreats and get you to feel better. And the beauty is you get to know, perhaps when you have heart opening meditations and feel all this love and expansion and consciousness. And you're like, yes, but then it makes the, the fear that's still there, the anger, the envy, the jealousy more glaring. Mm. You're like, it feels worse. After you've had a heart opening experience of, of what love is and what's possible and expansion with love with others, the, the, the same level of jealousy, you come back to that emotion, you still feel anger about something, you know, that comes, shows up, you know, whether it's a month or a year later, you're like, it's the same pain, but your new relative standard of what's you know how how you've been living it's like oh my god that's unbearable yeah it feels worse it feels like maybe you've fallen even deeper like no you've just gone back to an old normal that you were just so used to but, you're like, but you have a new experience to compare that with yeah the relative drop is bigger yeah you know you're like and then it's shocking you're like wow i used to feel this way all the time and i was like i, I put up with this i didn't even know how bad it was because you didn't know what was possible so I, I, it makes me think about two two parts of this. So you come back to that, those narrative stories that are the beliefs. I'm not good enough, and I'm ashamed. There's something wrong with me, and uh, you know I hate the world, and people hate me. And then there's this other part that goes deeper. It's like there's primal stuff stored in our body somewhere, some in, part of our life that we go through, that we're not used to feeling, that I think is beyond the story, that takes another level of determination to allow ourselves and, and usually needed to be guided mm -hmm. to, to release you know, this other layer of, it's not just ego and belief system, emotional wounds, it's like what primal forces are there of anger mm. and rage typically and hurt. Do you describe uh, these as being part of our human being, like the human being experience, the animal of the human 
the animal of the human, like the physical human animal knows this, has experienced it, and has had it repressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to go into that, your, your rational mind is avoiding that because it's like, oh, that stuff is when it really feels like crazy. I'm losing my mind to experience and and open up and release that emotion. Mm. And so to me, when you talk about, okay, real shadow work, then like, okay, even after the belief system work, there's this layer of just pure feeling. Yeah. Uh, and I know for me, it was like, I was just thinking about one of those experiences on the group coaching call. I was like, oh my God, yeah, going back to that, thinking back to that, it was like, there was this rage and anger and sadness and grief, uh, like every emotion at the same time. And it was so crazy to feel all of that at once and so ridiculous and so mind. I was also laughing and while I was crying and angry. Yeah. And so this surrender of my rational mind, the surrender of, of <laughs> willing to just feel that completely. Which to the rational mind feels like it's surrendering to this craziness. To the loosing of the mind, to the irrational, to the... Completely feeling? Mm. Yeah. The rational mind did not want to go there, but I had a strong intent. It was a, it was a good group, supportive environment, a process. It was in, you know, over, over several days of this, and I built up to it. So I was like, oh, here's this... I want to say... To the rational mind, a crazy amount of emotion stored inside. But to, you know, with my awareness now, it's like, no, that's the normal amount of emotion that I'm assuming stored inside of everybody. Yeah. That almost, that, that very few have kind of like moved through. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're talking about layers here or, or levels to this game. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, this is the bad stuff we don't want to deal with at a belief system level, emotional level. Like then it's like, okay, what's the, what's the emotion and energies and primal forces stored in the body that operate there that we, you know, like, no, that's not me. I'm light and love. Yeah. You know, that we, you know, that's like uncomfortable to acknowledge and deal with and say, yeah, I have that inside me also. And that we're repressing, that we're suppressing in the in the collective too, huh? Like in society, okay, what emotions are okay and not in your family history, what emotions were okay or not, but also then as a as a bigger collective, okay, to every one of us to work together, to live together, to function together in a big city with millions of people, like what? What kind of animal <laughs> expression is allowed to come out? So it's, I think it's also that what mind, the mind is trying to create is order, in a way. It's trying to create order and meaning. But then what is being repressed? What is not being felt? If we just say, I'm this... Um, rule-following citizen that is a good person, that's not mean to others, and, yeah, show up at time for work. Yes. And then I'm going to go home and I'm going to drive in my lane and give other people the right away. And, uh, 
And there's something cooking underneath, <laughs> you know, that's been unacknowledged. Which is and part drive of us. the mind for the other story that makes us think like really irrational thoughts of like, oh, but it's suicide or I could kill somebody. I'm so mad. Hmm. You know, that's like, where's that coming from? Which is, I think, I mean, it's a drive that made us survive, isn't it? Yeah. As a species. Yeah. Like running, killing, hiding, like hunting, raging against, like it's part of what the animal part of us has made sure that we survived evolution. The, 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 the beings, the physical animals in us that didn't have that didn't make it. Yeah. You know, we, we are the strongest fighters that have the most cap- capacity for anger and fear and, you know, the most intensity or vigilance, you know, the one that's the strongest in our genetic makeup. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you, if you look at our history, society changing in the last, uh, become industrialized in the last hundred or, you know, if we just look at like the last thousands of years, you know, being less tribal and living yeah. in warring tribes, less thousand, two thousand years, like, we did not lose all that in a few generations. It's still there, but we've got this now domesticated social behavior pattern going, oh, okay, I'm supposed to behave this way? Oh, okay, this is right and wrong? Okay, we've developed this other part of our mind, only very recently, <laughs> that says we're going to ride on top of this wild yeah. animal being. But our DNA hasn't caught up. Like, Absolutely not. It takes longer so, for that so too. What I, so what shift. I... When I look at a city and it's got millions of people, I'm like, I, you can see both qualities mm. in there. And we just to put a city together and have millions of people living together in harmony, it's so beautifully amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I look at that as a miracle. People are like, oh, we're not getting along and there's political fights. I'm like, this is amazing progress. <laughs> people are not getting along and they're frustrated and angry with each other and things like that. But that's amazing progress. Yeah. It's like a miracle that it's possible to function that well. Absolutely. The mm-hmm. bickerings we have and we're managing in some legislative body and with voting, mm-hmm. that's brilliantly amazing. Yeah. Yes, it could be better. It doesn't fit our ideal image. Yeah. But for what we're all the layers that these humans are navigating with, I mean, I marvel and appreciate it. Yeah, but it kind of comes back to our point of like that that ideal image is created by the rational mind, the ego mind that is also not taking into account the animal or the shadow side of us. So it's like yeah. saying, yeah. by the rules that I know that the, the human should be functioned by, we should be functioning this well, but it's completely just not taking into account our animal self. Yeah, it's a rational mind with a very small sliver of what we learned in grade school about how we should behave. Yeah. <laughs> it's not taking into account, oh, as an evolution of a being of an animal with yeah. millions of years of survival instinct. Yeah. How our grandmother told us we should behave at the dinner table and our manners and <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's not taking all the variables into account. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... Okay, yeah. so spiritual bypassing, coming back to that, is when we use our new spiritual knowledge or new spiritual practices to not to still stay away from the darker parts of us, the yeah. parts that we don't want to know about. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned, you touched on like how 
how you recognize this when talking to clients, when talking to people moving through the courses. And I also see it as a, a bit of an evolution of how we relate to our shadow selves. Often when participants show up to my courses or clients that I work with one-on-one, they often show up with the first stage is kind of the denial huh? of that shadow self. It's, 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 it's before even we've started working on this. We're like, no, that doesn't exist. That's not there. I don't want it to be there. This is how we've, we've moved through our life denying it. Exactly. And overriding it by being productive and successful yeah. and following all the rules. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and so, so most people live in that layer of denial, uh, repressing it, avoiding it, maybe getting some therapy sessions and they're like, okay, I solved that. Now I'm, I'm back to being my normal good self. And then there comes a point for, for people who the denial doesn't work. Yeah. That's when they show up. Yes. And like, I've tried to deny it and override it. I can't. I need help. I, I, I want to do something differently. Yeah. I need to get rid of it a different way. Exactly. <laughs> because that's my point. Then often they've moved into this, which, you know, I, I, I'm saying them, but I'm really talking about I yeah, also because it was because, my journey. My journey. Yeah. yeah anybody who we, does this work, like, yeah, we've done this too. We we're only doing this work because our denial system didn't work well enough. Exactly. <laughs> so then we often show up with this fixing. Like, okay, now I acknowledge that I am angry, jealous, insecure, anxious, depressed, whatever it is. Okay, that's there. It keeps boiling up. I can't deny it anymore. It's there. I want to get rid of it. How can I fix it? I don't want it there anymore, but it is there. I have to look at the facts. It's there, but I definitely don't want it. So that I call like, okay, now you're showing up from that fixer point of view. How can I get rid of this? Which is, you know, a good starting point because it has you motivated to show up and do some work. You're like, I don't want this here. So in that sense, the the suffering that this conflict between the ego mind not wanting the shadow self to be there, it kind of what brings you on this journey. Kind of what gets you started. The suffering, the pain from the conflict. Yeah, you go from denial to acknowledgement, say, I have to deal with this. I have to really take this seriously. I can't just try and avoid it or compensate. Like what's really going on here but that usually with an attitude of it's a fight i hate it i need to get rid of it i need to fix it with a quality of rejection yes yeah it has no value it's all bad it's got to go exactly so now when when we have them go through the self-mastery process and you start mapping out your characters of your inner you still have the you're relating to them with frustration you're like oh my judge showed up again i don't like that guy why can't he just stop doing what he's doing why is he beating me down so much yeah you're 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 looking inward and you see more of it yeah the actual looking inward now looks worse so you know, I, I said, oh, the, the website's called Pathway to Happiness. And people joke with me. It's like, Gary, I think you named that wrong. Because you look inward and you're like, 
that doesn't look good. That doesn't look like the pathway to happiness. I'm, I'm <laughs> not really, at all. I'm, I'm really, you know, it's not that there's any more victimhood or fear or anger. It's just you're really being honest about what's there. Yeah. And uh, you feel worse because you're, you know what's going on now. Yeah. And the, the, then the story becomes you hate that you hate. You fear that you're going to fear more. You, you you're, you're hate that you're jealous. So, so you have this belief system reaction about the belief system. Yeah. Which makes it worse some more. Yeah. And, and so that's the, the uncomfortable part of process of acknowledging. And then, and then if you <clears throat> make that step and go, yeah, okay, step back from those reactions. And that's where I teach people acceptance. Like you've got to step out of the rejection story. Mm-hmm. You've got to step out of the rejection story and go, it is what it is. Some version of, I, of, of not contributing more to the judgment, criticism, rejection, hate of it all. Yeah. And go, okay, it's here. Yeah. I acknowledge it's here. Yeah. And rejecting and hating it isn't going to help. It just, I'm adding to the pile. Mm-hmm. So you have to refrain from that reaction narrative about these things. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's moving out of the rejection level. And now we're, we're starting, we're starting to touch on, okay, so what is a different approach? <laughs> what is, what is the answer here? If the ego mind or that conscious part of your ego mind has been in conflict and denying or trying to fix and judging the shadow part of you, and that's not a good solution, what is the way out? What is integrating the shadow? What is, yeah. Well, I, as you described that, what are you saying? The ego has been denying the shadow. The ego has been judging the shadow. The the spiritual, I'm better than that, has been saying this is a terrible part and it's got to go. What's it doing? It's rejecting. It's rejecting. It's rejecting. Yeah. I'm better than that. That's a problem. That's got to go. What is that? It's rejecting, rejecting, rejecting. It's like the expression of rejection feels miserable. Yeah. And so you start to see where the spiritual ego or ego is creating pain by expressing rejection all the time about things it doesn't it says isn't good, but it's the one expressing it. Yeah. Which is a pretty good, I mean, clue that it is actually part of the ego mind because the ego mind is what works with rejection, is what works with judgment. The spiritual, like the core of you, consciousness, awareness, doesn't do that. The, let, shall we use the word divine? Yeah. Divine consciousness? Yeah. Doesn't reject. No. And I doesn't think, criticize. Doesn't yeah. fear. So when we use a spiritual concept to judge ourselves, <laughs> it's a pretty good clue that it's still the ego mind that is operating. Yeah. It's a part of your mind judging another part of your mind. Yeah. Or our being or our body or something. Yeah. Yeah. Our meditation practice not what yeah. it should be. Our gratitude isn't enough. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not grateful enough. <laughs> I'm not accepting enough. That's terrible. Or they yeah. are not. All, all based on enough. this image of how 
much gratitude we should have or spiritual or what our yoga practice exactly but what is then in that divine consciousness there is this complete what you talked about acceptance so when you have people start practicing the acceptance it's kind of moving closer to that um feeling that experience we can call it that uh, kind of Mm -hmm. vibration that the divine consciousness have about everything that it's allowed that it exists yeah and I've done this often enough that I know that like, okay, as soon as somebody hears that and they go to the acceptance practices, their ego mind's going to say, oh, I should just be accepting of everything. <laughs> and like, that's where I should be right now. <laughs> that's the new ego mind, <laughs> spiritual ego mind image now. Taking this adaptation, it keeps adapting to like, oh, it's got the new spiritual practice of acceptance. Like, oh, let me take that to level a thousand and I should be there right now. Yeah. Oh, I'm not accepting everything. So, so it's like there, it's morphing again. Yeah. Every new practice, every new concept, it's going to take it and maximize the new level that we should be at, it and and reject everything that doesn't fit that image. It's so genius. <laughs> it's. I mean, you have to admire the engineering of this mind that keeps morphing, that keeps upgrading. To, so it, so you won't detect <laughs> that yeah. you're separate from it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's it's this it's it's a process of iteration is making me think about uh I I was teaching and I was life was really good and I'm uh just in love with everything in life. And that was going on for a while. And after a while, I started to have this kind of dissatisfaction. And I'm like, well, I don't feel that good about something. I don't feel that good about the world. I don't feel that good about it. I'm kind of annoyed about people and things and society. And I'm like, what's going on here? Where's that feeling? And over months, I had built this kind of, I'm feeling so great. And, and this, this wasn't conscious agreement. This is just kind of unconsciously kind of, I, I saw it after months. Yeah. All right. Just kind of evolved into being and. Happening as a little undercurrent in your unconscious. And, until it was like a feeling. And then I was like, what is here? This isn't, this isn't how I want to feel. What's going on? And it took some hunting to feel this narrative. Like, I was feeling so great. And I'd imagine, oh, everybody could feel this great. And the world could be full of this much love all the time. This is possible for everybody. And I just imagined this as a beautiful ideal of what's possible. And that was great, to imagine the possibility. But then my mind had kind of said, yeah, that's great. And it started to add a timeline of people should be there already. And then it started to recognize it's not. People aren't there where they could be. And now I had this disparity between the way I could imagine the world to be, which was totally fine. Yeah. And this other version of, oh, they're not there because they should be or could be already. And now that those two versions set up the comparison 
And I was now judging reality and everything in the world was unsatisfactory. Yeah. Because it didn't fit my this imagined version that was beautiful to have. But I began, my mind began and I to believe in the expectation of it and that the expectation of it should have been met already. And that was creating this dis-ease inside me. And it just kind of filtered in, you know, it was like, it wasn't any conscious commitment. Did that also happen in that word? Like, this is great. Like that label of it, like, ah, this image, this, this, this imagination of how the world could be is great. And now what wasn't that would be something else than great would be bad, not great, not there yet, not uh, at its full potential. I don't know. I don't know how. I, I think the construct was as I imagined it is great. And as I held it as this potential, mm. the mind keeps dreaming. The mind was just, you know, proposing and living in ideas. And I don't know, somewhere I accepted enough of like imagining it's possible now. It's like, yeah, I want to live with, in the dream of seeing it as possible now. And that hung there as a concept. Yeah. But then, you know, then what happened is another part of the mind started comparing. Yeah. What is there now versus what could be there now? Yeah. And, and one is was, bad and one is good. And, and that was okay too. But when I said like, oh, it should be. Yeah. Like some concept, some projection of what that means. Comparison started to get added. It made a comparison, I guess. Which made a rejection about what is here right now. Yeah. Now it's yeah. not acceptance and, and allowance yeah. and love for what yeah. is here. Yeah. It's It should be something else. Yeah. So I had this fog and this feeling of rejecting everything and everybody. Mm. <laughs> this is where I would like seeped into it. I'm like, oh, this has got to go. <laughs> so how did you go about that then? Oh, it, Shifting that. Oh, at that, at that point, it was just a lot of awareness was enough. Yeah. It wasn't like a painful wound and a strong belief, but it was seeping in. So it was awareness was enough and it was a good laugh. Yeah. Seeing yeah. how this image had been projected, this filter had been put yeah. in front of your eyes yeah. and you were looking through. Yeah. And, and it, keeping the part like, yeah, I want to keep the vision for humanity and what's possible and that potential. I want, I want my imagination free enough mm-hmm. to imagine that. Yeah. But I don't want to do this other part where it's comparison. And where it's rejecting then what is. Yeah, that then then it's going to result in it. Yeah. Mm hmm. Okay. Well, that's, but that fit the bypassing and the. And the, and the morphing of, of the ego mind. Morphing of the ego mind. Yeah how it wants to stay in that comparison, how it wants to keep running the program of rejection of, yeah, of comparison. Yeah, it's, it, it, it adapts to whatever your new state is and wants to rebuild the same kind of comparisons, judgments, rejection expression Yeah. Uh, in the way that it used to do it. It's just going to adapt to, oh, here's your new vision. Let me build a, a comparison rejection model yeah. and express from there. Yeah. And this trick of the either or that, that, that the mind does, that I, that I uh, 
hear in my own mind at times and I and I hear coming out of the mouths of, of, of clients. So, so what's the answer? Is it this or this? It's so is it the um, the image, the imagination of what could be for humanity, or is it where we are at right now? Which one is true? And and it's like that's how the mind wants to compartmentalize, how it wants to label things. And from within the mind, it looks like those are the two only options. But what you're also speaking to is like, well, no, both is possible. It's not the either or, it's and. I dream of this potential for humanity. I dream of this potential for me. Right now, we are here and I can love both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and we want to have. It's healthy to have a vision. I mean, this we're given this mind. It's a great instrument to dream up a new possibility. Yeah, and then okay, we're the work in progress. Let's go manifest, create, or move into a new dream, a new sense of self, a new possibility. Yeah, the question is kind of how we use the tool. Do we use the yeah. tool of imagination to create? suffering and rejection <laughs> of what is or are we using it to move forwards to, to yeah to, to dream our to, reality into life to inspire and create in an, in the skillful action yeah you know it's that are we hitting there's the target when hit the bullseye like imagine the most beautiful bullseye yeah you know but then the the rejection expression goes into, yeah, I'm not there yet though. I should be there. And why can't I have it? And what's wrong with me that I'm failing? And it's like, okay. Expressing rejection or expressing like, I love that bullseye. I love what I want to be there. I want to live that way. Yeah. What can I do today that is moves me into that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So is it inspiration and expression of love or expression of rejection? Yeah, and the paradox here for the mind, for the, for that conscious ego mind, is moving closer to that, is not moving closer to that image of what is possible, is not about just focusing on the love and light. It's about meeting with the shadow. It's about accepting, embracing, welcoming, loving all that. So it's, this is often also what the mind does that I've noticed inside of myself, inside of clients. Oh, oh, if I should move towards more of who I want to be, there's almost more of a rejection of what I don't want to be. And the path, the journey goes in the complete opposite direction. Mm-hmm. It's about meeting with the shadow. Mm-hmm. It's about welcoming it. And I think for me, when I, I remember moving through the self-mastery um, process was one thing. And then I would go on the retreats, on the journeys to Sion and to Teotihuacan, Mexico, And there I got to experience myself beyond the mind. I got to experience me, the feeling of me beyond that image that the ego mind had painted of me. 
and it was without not a, any stories. Exactly. Yeah. What is what do you experience when without your mind telling you any stories? Yeah, and you can put whatever name on it you want to as divine consciousness mm-hmm. or or whatever it is, but it was just so clear. It and it wasn't a concept. It wasn't something that was understood with the mind. It was an experience, a direct experience beyond the mind. It was, yeah, it wasn't, the experience wasn't being had from inside the mind. Yeah. And it was first then that I started realizing, well, yeah, my only option is not, my option is not only to relate to myself from within the mind. Yeah. I am something else that can relate to my mind. <laughs> I can relate to my mind differently. I can form a relationship with my mind. Mm-hmm. I can form a relationship with my body. I can form a relationship with my heart. I can form a I am not all those things. They are part of me. Yeah. But I can learn to relate to them. A sense of yourself not based in the mind. Yeah. And it's separate from the mind. Yeah. So now the journey opens up even more because before that I've done the self mastery work from within the mind and been doing you know creating a new hunter character that would stalk and look for these patterns look for these unconscious beliefs yeah, look for the other characters yeah. yes which was you know extremely helpful which was where the journey started where I needed to do, but now it was like an up leveling. It's like, yeah. oh, I can relate from somewhere else. I can show love and compassion towards my mind and what the mind is doing because I'm not lo- no longer identified with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you aren't limited to its options. Exactly. I, I got a new, yeah, place to operate from. I think in those expansions that are iterative, they're steps. You 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 have a shift. You you then have to reorder how your inner world is. Yes. And then that changes, and then you continue the journey. There's this other expansion, another shift, and you reorder your inner world based on that sense of identity and consciousness or divine consciousness. I think at each level, those things that you were previously rejecting that you become aware of and you're like, oh, I can accept that now. Mm-hmm. You know, for, for me, it was like, oh, I was doing this spiritual work with Miguel. This was the deal. I was like, oh, it was be awesome. And all these other systems are terrible. And churches, oh my God, the religions, those are real problems. And then I get to, you know, Miguel breaks me open again. I'm like, oh, Okay, Gary, you can let go of that expression of rejection story about these other paths and about churches and religions. And it's like, they're all doing their own path in their own way. And that's just all, it's all fine. Yeah. You know, or what goes on politically or what goes on with a group and go, you know what? Okay, I can move past that rejection of it. So there is these stories inside me about groups, about uh <laughs> conflicts about certain group people and processes that I rejected that I like, you know, I was like, Oh, let me deal with that now mm-hmm. that I have this other sense of self and consciousness. And I see that I'm poisoning myself 
with these narratives and emotions about yeah. this group or that process, this teacher, this one isn't spiritual enough. Uh, they're not, they're teaching lies. They're promulgating more fear and they're repressing. It's like, uh, what am I doing in my narrative? What, what am I doing more about what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? Just kept growing. Yeah. You know, because I was like that. That was the only thing I could affect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I gotta, I gotta address me. Yeah. And it, and instead it, of tra- trying to take down all other religions and churches and, and spiritual groups, you were like, what's my approach towards that? Yeah. What is, what is it in me that wanted to tear things down? Yeah. What is it in me that hated it, that judged it, criticized it, was afraid of it? Mm-hmm. What is in me? What is that force inside of me that wanted to destroy it? Mm-hmm. You know, that could go to anger and rage. Yeah. Oh, there's my shadow. Using this spiritual image of what's possible, you know, that they have a problem. And, you know, so, so it was like, uh, you know, the moat was in my eye. Yeah, I like this image. As you're talking, I see this. It's it's like that. That kind of love, love and acceptance is moving in, <laughs> is spreading. Where there used to be rejection, it's with each of these layer that you encounter of things that you're rejecting. Like, oh, here's a new thing. Here's another thing that I've been rejecting that has been kept inside in the shadow. Now that love and acceptance can reach to that as yeah. well. Yeah. And and as, you know, my love and acceptance grew and my awareness grew, I had all the more rational thoughts of why other things were problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And could find things and rationalize why there's something wrong and they should be different than they were and reject them even more. So the more I grew in awareness of what love and compassion was possible, the more I could judge. Yeah. The more I could reject. Mm-hmm. I was good at that shit. <laughs> well, I mastered it good. Yeah. We, we practice it most of our lives. So it's being judgmental and critical my whole life. Exactly. So we're really skilled at it. Yay. <laughs> um, but so, I think it's, it's my experience also with the... I moved through the self-mastery work. And since I'm, I was... Very analytical. I depended my 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 mind was my safe place was was my safe blanket. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was where I made sense of things. I <clears throat> escaped to work and to accomplishing things and being productive and understanding things. That was a way to keep the shadow at bay. You're you're a big success. Yeah. You're a winner. You're yeah. smart. You're capable. All the things you've been rewarded with for your life. Exactly. So. All the feel good dopamine. <laughs> click, 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 click. <laughs> getting my hit. Getting my yeah. injection. Yeah. Which looks good at the surface. You know, it's like, yeah, you're doing everything right. And you're. But. Ah, that nagging. Ah, there's something that's uh, boiling under the surface. There's something that's there I want to push out. But then it was so helpful for me to move into the self-mastery work, which started analytical, which we touched on when we yeah. talked about the emotions and feeling the emotions. It's like it needed to be that process for me. But somewhere in there, I could see that 
what you described of, okay, I'm rejecting other groups or churches or other approaches, which I also definitely did. (laughs) But there was still this rejection of parts of me. Like that spiritual ego was something that I, I don't think I understood it that way. I didn't give it that name at the time. Mm-hmm. But I could see the conflict, that split in me still happening. Mm-hmm. And I described it the other in the other episode as like, you're cut in half. You're living, well, before you used to live from your lower energy centers of that whole, you know, kind of survival and, and, and victimhood and suffering and everyone else is doing things towards me and judgment and anger towards all the injustice. Now you took your moving truck and you just moved up into your upper energy centers of like, oh, love and light and gratitude and being the heart, but you're still cut in half. Well, as best you can in repressing yeah. it. You know. Yeah, because it's seeping through. Yeah. And that, you know. yeah. But so I, for me, it became very, it became a journey of taking that acceptance lesson that I've learned in the self-mastery and just up-level it, up-level it, up-level it. And seeing that, the change that it made inside of me and seeing how that related to what we did in Teotihuacan in Mexico when we went on the spiritual journeys and wanted to make it into a process is, is part of how what I brought into the being me mastermind and I'm just this just comes up right now because I just finished one round the last session with mm-hmm. with a group of women who's been moving through this process and we finished up yesterday and just seeing because that's a big part of that journey going from just accepting this is what is to start loving to start welcoming to start embracing so we do this kind of reprogramming in there where we start just the judge is here. You're so welcome here. Welcome into this space. What is it that you want to say? I want to hear all of it. And when you start taking actions like that, after a while, the deeper seated emotions that's been buried will start coming up. You will find yourself feeling rage. That might have been suppressed you're, for years. You're really inviting people just, they, they're going to be so excited to get into this now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You're selling it. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to get to feel more rage? Great. <laughs> I know the ego mind doesn't like that, mm. but that's what I'm getting to. This is the path of meeting with the shadow, of starting to love it instead of rejecting it. And the ego mind, to it, it might sound like the worst idea ever. Yeah. But that's just because you've been identified with the ego mind. That's when you believe that story. Yeah, you're taking the approach that that's bad, that's wrong, I'm afraid of that, I don't want to do that, that would be terrible. When you're looking at it from outside the mind and starting to have that experience of yourself as divine consciousness or as love or just, you know, a a being, a, a presence... Yeah. then you can meet what the ego mind is doing also with love and acceptance. Yeah. And so, yeah, so this is the difference between like that really divine consciousness is a big surprise. Yeah. Because it's not all the, the, the upper chakra love and light stuff. The divine consciousness says, what's divine? Everything. Yes. Everything light and dark. Everything night and day. 
everything made and unmade, everything. Yeah. Everything that's fear, everything that's anger, everything that's love exists as a, as a creation of the divine. Yeah. And so if you want to move into a God consciousness and divine consciousness, which is like, it's a non-duality. Yes. Which is, all of it is your creation. Yeah. And and you don't reject any of it. Yeah. And that's the big... That's very different than any structure or concept that of, of where you're going to end up. Very much so. <clears throat> that image that the mind has made up of this process, of this path, of this journey, what, and what it what, will look like. What being spiritual is, or what exactly. being evolved is, and conscious is. Yeah. You know. But you 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 see it if you if you who did who did Christ hang out with okay everybody <laughs> he didn't, he didn't form he was, an elite group with people that was only allowed in or you yeah, know yeah yeah and and gandhi was good with the muslim and the hindu mm-hmm. you know and uh, so it's about it's the acknowledging acceptance of everyone yeah and that starts with everyone inside of you. Yeah, every part. That divine approach is to acknowledge, accept, welcome yeah. everything that's inside yourself. Uh, because I, I look at this. You're you're either expressing love, mm-hmm. or you're expressing rejection. Yes. You're expressing acceptance and welcoming, or you're expressing rejection. And I don't try and get people to the like the expressing love level, you know, right off the bat. I'm like, if you can just get to acceptance and just tolerate it for now, <laughs> exactly. and not reject it, that's a big move in the right direction. Yes. Like later we'll work on loving everything, yes. but let's just refrain from rejecting everything for a while, and and see what changes we can make then, and then work on loving everything later. It needs to happen in steps. Yeah. Yes, it's it's iterations. But that's that's the that's the total uh, Gaia. One of my one of my mentors. She would say the truth is about 180 degrees out of what you think it is. And so this idea of what spiritual is, divine is, you know, it's all the love and light. You know, when you get there, it's like, no, it's not that. Yeah. It's everything. Exactly. It's light and dark. Yeah. Is everything that spirit that is life and it's all part of this creation. Mm-hmm. And the ego sits in judgment and rejection of it. And the divine marvels that goes, wow, all of us are all living here together. Okay, conflicts and stress and fear and things like that. But how we're managing to go from tribal war fighting to millions of people living in the same city, basically in harmony together, all because we're following yeah. good system. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And this acceptance that you're talking about, like I want to really um, emphasize that because it's, you can feel it in, in other people. I know for me, when I was beginning this journey and I uh, experienced that acceptance when going to Teotihuacan and, and and then I would go off and I would go to 
other retreats because it's like, okay, now my interest, my, my, my curiosity is awakened and I want to know everything that is to know about this path and, mm-hmm. and spirituality and what is it and the heart. Mm-hmm. And, and then I would encounter other spiritual communities, other spiritual retreats that just felt off because I had that feeling, that experience of that acceptance of everything and I and and it wasn't until years later that I started understanding it in that sense well while it was all about the love and light it was also still a judgment a repression of something mm-hmm. in there mm-hmm. so these spiritual communities that were like oh we all go um, you know have these drum circles together and we um, we we dance under the moonlight and we drink the cacao and like we do all the right things, yeah. but it's for me it's a it's a feeling you feel when everything is welcome and accepted and loved, or when it's like as long as you dress this way, as long as you only express good you know good vibes only, you know as you only show up as your best most grateful self, you're welcome. So. That for me was like a feeling like something's off. I thought this was that idea of the spiritual. This was what it looked like. But I was like, no. Some some parts, some things are not okay to be here. Exactly. So. And it's a subtle feeling. Yes, it is. but, But then I started realizing that, well, it starts within me. Like that feeling that I could get from from a teacher or being in an environment where it was, it was because those people had accepted and loved more parts of themselves. Mm-hmm. Because they could be with all parts of them, shadow and light. They could also hold that space for other people. Like, okay, I won't flinch when you show up with your anger. I won't like shy away or reject it or say you should go fix it and and go go do something about that anger and then you're welcome back like no it's all it's all part of divine it's all part of life it's welcome here yeah yeah i'm thinking of an event and one woman like okay we're gathering up to the circle and one woman's in a process she's crying and she's like i should go away you know i'm distracting her but i'm like no stay yeah stay yeah. You're crying. Crying's okay. Yes. Crying's totally okay. Yeah. If somebody has a problem with, you know, is uncomfortable about crying, you know, you work through your uncomfortableness about a normal emotion. Yeah. It's like, that's okay too. That's what's going on. Yeah. And, and that for her was so powerful, the woman was crying because she's like, really? It's okay that I feel these emotions? I don't have to hide these. I don't have to go away. I don't have to, like, that is like... And it's okay being around other people. Like, this was so liberating for her to, like, this is a completely different approach to sadness. Yes. 
Yeah. And I was like, here, you stay part of the circle. We're going to stay huddled up together. Cry all you want. Everybody can cry. And some of you can be angry about her crying. And some of you can be sad about her crying. And some of you can have urges to can be to jealous go. about her crying and you not having that experience. Yeah, and you're like, and that's beautiful too. And some of you can be angry that I'm allowing all this and ruining your spiritual experience. And it's like, and, I, and that's okay too. That's all just what's showing up. Yeah. And it's all welcome here in the circle. And all I ask, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm allowing it. You know, are you? Are you being honest of what's there, of what's yeah. arising, and what's being expressed? That isn't even like anything that you choose to do. It's just coming out of its own force yeah. from inside you. Because people aren't choosing for these things to be expressed. It's like they come out and you don't choose them. So it's like, okay, you're here for the ride. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. Reject it or acknowledge it? Yeah. Because when you start opening up to that acceptance, when you start practicing that loving of it, it's something shifts inside of you. It's you're moving closer to that divine consciousness. You're identifying yourself more as that by taking that action. My experience is something just opens up inside of you. But it was the same thing happened the other week in, in her being me mastermind. Show, someone showed up and was in her, according to her ego mind, the worst shadow expression of herself. She was in deep depressive state mm-hmm. and just feeling like she was falling apart, like she was worthless and... and was tears and sadness and all of that. And it was also like what she would go hide to herself, <laughs> but definitely to other people. Oh God, no, don't show that to somebody don't else. Don't show yeah. that. <laughs> because, and also like don't show it in your spiritual community because you're supposed to be love and light and, and, and grateful and, be, you know, be further yeah. than and that. And why are you wearing white? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should be past all that. That's, you know, but... That liberation, liberating act of showing up like that, both with yourself, to yourself, and also then to others. Mm-hmm. That's why I see it's like practicing in, in community, in group, is also so important. Because that's where, where we get domesticated. We get programmed in around, groups, in society, in families. Yes. We're, we're, we're taught that conditioning, yeah. So reprogram ourselves in the presence of other people is so powerful. Yeah, you're going back to unlearning, the deep unlearning where we, other people programmed us and say, I'm going to do it differently around people. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, there's... It, it's almost like you... You couldn't get there by yourself. Like... You know, I think of, one of the first books I read was Jack Cornfield. Mm. And, you know, he was... Buddhist monk meditation retreat in Thailand or Vietnam or something for years. And he comes back to New York and he's talking about in the book coming back and being in New York. Yeah. He's like being around people. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah, I could do this. I don't remember the details. But basically, yeah, I could do this over in my monastery. How do I do this in New York around people? How do I, how do I master being in this state, in this process? And 
when all this wild stuff is going on. <laughs> yeah. And when my mind are judging them for not being so spiritual and meditating yeah. every day and not having their shit together. Yeah. And, you know, how do I look in my robe in this city or whatever he's doing? You know, it's like, I don't fit in here. And, you know, it's like, yeah, making it normal. Yeah. Making it normal. Yeah. And comfortable. Yeah. To be around other people at that level. That's integrity. Yes. Yeah. That's... And integrity... Another way of defining that is having those, instead of being cut in half, living only in one or the other, it's like merging both of those sides of you. You know, we the can talk about dark. the light and the dark, the yin and the yang. You know, you've heard it so many times. Your mind has heard it and made it into a cliche. But it's like, this yeah. is the yeah. feeling of it. Yeah, the way, the way that I learned it was... You know, the, the languaging of it, you know, the process is very different, but you have the, the spiritual, the upper chakra, you have the, the lower chakra, the primal animal. And in between, what is the veil that's in between? It's all the stories of the mind. Mm. And as you dissolve the mind, that's separating the, the animal from the divine experience. Yes. You dissolve the mind. And what are you? you? There's this awareness of a spiritual being and a human animal here in the world. And you're fully feeling all of it. The, 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 the animal, primal survival with a divine presence. Yeah. Because it's the mind that's creating, has created the meaning, the labels on one experience yeah. over the other. Anxiety is bad. That has consequences that will lead to this and this and this happening. Yeah. When you take away the labels, that meaning from the mind, if just saying what you said, but in different words, it's yeah. like... Now it's just the experience. And even the experience of anxiety can be quite exciting <laughs> when there's not the meaning, when there's not the interpretation anymore of this is something bad. This what, means I'm a labeled. bad person. Exactly. Labeled. Yeah. And this is this is metaphorically with the, the journey to the underworld. Yes. This is going to uh, those dark places, the underworld and reclaiming the shadow. Yeah. Uh, this described as that, but what is, what is it? What does it really look like? What is it like? Oh, it's not this wonderful hero's journey. It's like no, it's this uncomfortable learning to feel, yeah. be present with everything that the mind used to reject and go. Yeah, hi, mind. I hear what you used to say, but there's truth of what's inside me here, and I want to be with it. Yeah, that is takes an unbending intent and practice and patience and going through the moving through and breaking apart the iteration of stories and beliefs that are afraid to and we shouldn't and it's not spiritual and it's whatever is the rejection stories that that you have to break and break and break and break and break in layers to move into that experience of the underworld and the sh embracing the shadow and the integration of being then whole and integrity and when you start becoming aware of this journey that okay goes into while you've been, you know, running from your lower chakras <laughs> and up into your, and you really realize, oh, I need to go back in there. <laughs> and that journey into the underworld, when, you, when you're at that stage, when you start becoming aware and you feel like, ah, that's what I need to address right now. That's, that's what I feel called to do. Yeah, often that story of the underworld, you start seeing it around. Like it, it's in movies, it's in books, it's in, I'm thinking like the, the Greek mythology, the... Persephone being abducted and taken into the underworld by Hades, the 
the king of the underworld, and it seemed like she's just a victim, being kidnapped, being held back, like down there in the underworld. Mm. But it's really her heroine journey into the underworld to mm. recover these parts of herself. That's the queen of the underworld. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so she reclaims it. She reclaims it. Yeah, and not afraid of it and, and, and becomes whole. Yes. Instead of rejecting it and yeah, saying, and, I don't want to be there. And the amazing amount of the power yeah. uh, that you integrate with. Yeah. Instead of having expending it in the, inter- the, 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 the continual conflict and repression and rejection. Yeah. Like access, you access it. Anything else that you want to say about the shadow and integrating the shadow and spiritual bypassing before we finish? That's a lot. I think that's a lot. We'll let that sit. Uh, I'm sure there is. Somebody asked me a question. I'll talk about it for another three days, but that's a lot already. And if... You, did you who, get did you get what you wanted in there? I think this was a really good conversation. Yes, yeah. and I like exploring it this way in conversation instead of monologue. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, and thank, thank um, you. This was fun. Yeah, a lot of fun, and I hope that anyone who's listened got something, a little piece or two or three out of it. And if you have questions about the spiritual ego and the shadow and spiritual bypassing, there will be a Q&A session. If you're listening to this, you know, when it's released, it will be a Q&A session happening on Thursday, which is what? April 8th. Um, where you can join and ask your questions. And I'll talk a little bit more about the process of dissolving the spiritual ego. And what things might be that you can practice or take action on with that. And I also want to mention, and also now that I have you here, uh, Gary, about Teotihuacan. If you're listening to this now in April of 2021, you know, the situation with COVID and the pandemic um, made us, of course, pause Teotihuacan last year. But this year we're intending. I think it'll work. Yeah. October 9th to 16th. We're going to add a day. Yeah. Uh, we think that there'll be enough people vaccinated. People get tested on the flight there. They'll get tested on the flight back. Uh, the facility, we've done the reason the facility is set up to uh, the retreat center at the Dreaming House where we stay. Their food service and their cleaning, cleaning procedures are all COVID compliant. Um, so I think it can happen. I feel good about it. So yeah, we'll so, be posting that very soon. Yeah. And that's a journey. If you feel ready to, you've been working at home by yourself, doing the self mastery steps. If you're oh, really looking for a big kind of jump upgrade. We've had people show up who haven't done any self mastery work. You jump in and you get the experience where you're at. Yes, you um, will always get the experience <laughs> from where you're at. <laughs> but right sometimes it's like feels like three years have passed because <laughs> you've moved through so many things and um, yeah, through iterations of you that might otherwise take you months, mm-hmm. years to move through 
on your own. So that's that's why I kept coming back, and that's why I love being a part and teaching that process in Teotihuacan, yeah. um, because it's quite transformational it, and amazing. It, you know, my major parts of my journey happened on those intensive power journeys. Yeah. I mean, that's that's where my biggest change has happened. So, you know, the the practices that I put in the course and those things and the meditation, like that was just support in between maintenance. Yeah. And and some changes happened too. But my real changes happened at those intensive events because just the the focus and concentration and intent and you know the 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 power that's added in consciousness and experience of other people's consciousness and and what we do there and how we work with the energy there and and people's intent is completely different showing up for a week long retreat where we're going to prepare people ahead of time this coming year we're going to have some instruction and preparation processes you're showing up with this focused intent, this unbending intent before you get there. Yeah. That is part of what will make everything happen. And we're going to meet you there. Taylor will meet you with whatever your intent is. Yeah. Very much so. So you'll hear more about that. We'll invite you to some Q&A sessions about that too. <laughs> and if you're interested in going. Thank you so much for today, Gary. Thank you for whoever's been listening and talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Do you want to tune in live with me over video next week? Then head over to selfmasteryandbeyond.com for instructions. And if this was helpful to you, I appreciate a review in the podcast app that you're using. Until next week.